the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He hungers for fruit in our lives that will satisfy him. In John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. He has appointed us to bear fruit, lasting fruit to God. So let me ask you a question. Does Jesus find fruit in your life or leaves? In today's message, Pastor Dan invites us to examine if our lives are bearing fruit. Spiritual fruits are things like repentance, belief, worship, and love. Not to mention the many fruits of the Spirit like self-control, joy, and peace. A healthy spiritual life that produces fruit begins where no one but us sees, our roots. Our roots are our hearts, truly. It's easy to fake being religious, but real spiritual fruit can't be manufactured. In today's message, Pastor Dan will teach us how to keep our hearts rooted in Jesus. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 21 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going verse by verse through the New Testament. We're currently in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21. If you'd like to turn there in your Bible for me, Matthew chapter 21. We're also going to look at Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. So if you want to go ahead and find that in your Bible as well. Luke chapter 13, Matthew 21, beginning of verse 18. Now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? And so Jesus answered and said to them, assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the gospel of Matthew and, Lord, just the joy of being back in a gospel and looking at your life and ministry. We ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher today, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So in our study last week, Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, beginning his final week, culminating in his crucifixion and resurrection. It's Passover time for the Jewish people, and Jesus was crucified during Passover. 
He's the Passover lamb, as Paul calls him. John the Baptist said of Jesus that he's the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And during the Passover celebration, the population of Jerusalem increased from about 600,000 people to two to three million people that made the pilgrimage to that city to celebrate the Passover. Jesus lodged in the town of Bethany each night of the Passover. Bethany was on the Mount of Olives, about two miles from Jerusalem. He likely lodged with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, who lived in Bethany. And verse 18 says, In the morning, Jesus returned to the city of Jerusalem from Bethany. And the Greek word translated morning in your Bible, it indicates it was very early in the morning. It was daybreak. And it says here that Jesus was hungry. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. Uh, in First Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. Man cannot reach up to God, and so God came down to man. He condescended down to our level, becoming a man like us in the incarnation of Jesus Christ. In Philippians chapter 2, it says that Jesus is equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, coming in the likeness of man. And so we see here that Jesus was hungry. Hunger was part of his humanity. Jesus subjected himself to all the limitations of being human. He was hungry. He had a human need for food. And it's really remarkable when you consider that Jesus was God incarnate, but he was willing to eat raw figs right off of a tree for breakfast when he could have easily created chicken biscuits for himself and his disciples for breakfast. You know, elsewhere in the Gospels, we see Jesus thirsty. We see him exhausted. We see him experience different human emotions. He, he grieved. He wept. He was angry. Isaiah says he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with, with grief. Jesus experienced abandonment by his closest friends. He was misunderstood by his own family. He was betrayed he went through incredibly hard things that he didn't want to go through. He suffered temptation, just like you and just like me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Jesus understands what we go through. He understands how we feel. He understands how hard it is for us when we go through painful trials. Don't think that Jesus cannot relate to you or your challenges. He can, and he understands. Also in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17, it says, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us, his brothers and sisters, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Jesus is our merciful, compassionate high priest. 
and he understands and he can relate to what our life is like because he became a man like us and dwelt among us. The Bible says a bruised reed he will not break, a smoking flax he will not extinguish. He created you, he loves you, he died for you, and he invites you to bring all of your cares and all of your burdens to him, and he promises to take them from you. And so Jesus was hungry, and he saw a fig tree by the road. Now, the Mount of Olives had an abundance of fig trees at that time, not so much anymore. And you need to know a little bit about fig trees to really understand this story. And I'm just the guy to tell you about fig trees. <laughs> fig trees that grow in that region produce fruit three times a year. In the early spring, and figs in the early spring are known as early figs or green figs in the Bible. The early figs were the sweetest. Uh, then they produce again in the summer known as the summer fruit in the Bible. And then there's a third crop in the fall. And the figs that grow in the spring actually appear on the tree before the leaves appear. And that's important to our story. The early figs appear on the tree before the leaves. The fig tree is the only tree in the Middle East that produces fruit before the leaves. And we know it's early spring because it's Passover. And look again at verse 19. This fig tree has leaves. We're told that. This fig tree has leaves, so that means it should also already have fruit. But when Jesus came to the tree, he found nothing on it but leaves. Jesus was looking for fruit, but he found only leaves. It should have fruit, but there's no fruit. There's only leaves. And so... Jesus cursed the tree and he said to the tree, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. Jesus was hangry, right? I mean, it's early in the morning. He's hungry. Maybe he hasn't had his morning coffee. That's a bad combination for anyone, even our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we see here. I've cursed some fig trees early in the morning before I've had coffee. Now, all of Christ's miracles up to this point have been for the good of people. His miracles have blessed and helped people. He's healed the sick. He's cleansed lepers. He's cast out demons. He's fed the multitudes. He's raised the dead. Here, for the first time and the only time, he curses something. He judges. And this shows us that Jesus has the power and authority to judge. He has the power of life or death, the power to save or destroy. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 22, Jesus said, The Father has committed all judgment to the Son. Jesus will be the judge of all of mankind. And Jesus did not curse the fig tree because he was angry or because he was in a bad mood. It was a symbolic act. It was a symbolic act. In the scriptures, the fig tree is a symbol of the nation of Israel. It's a symbol of the nation of Israel. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Hosea chapter 9, verse 10, and Joel chapter 1, verse 7. That's just two references of many. Just as the eagle is the symbol of the United States and the crab is the symbol of the state of Maryland, the fig tree was a symbol of the nation 
of Israel. Figs are listed as one of the seven main crops found in the promised land back in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 8, when the Lord describes the promised land that he was taking the children of Israel to. He says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. The 12 spies that Moses sent in to spy out the land, I mentioned before that they brought back grapes. From the promised land, Numbers chapter 13, well, they also brought back figs from the promised land. When Israel prospered as a nation, their prosperity and blessing is described in the Old Testament as a time when everyone sat under his vine and under his fig tree. A symbol of prosperity. Throughout the Old Testament, the fig tree is a symbol of the nation of Israel. You even find fig leaves in the architecture of, the, of some of the ancient cities in Israel, like, uh, like Capernaum, for example. So, so what does all this mean here? When Jesus came to Israel, he came looking for fruit. But he didn't find fruit. He found only leaves. And the nation of Israel had an abundance of leaves, but no fruit. What do you mean? Well, they had leaves. That is, they had an abundance of religious activity. They had the temple. They had the sacrifices and offerings at the temple. They had the priesthood. They had the different feasts and holy days. They carefully observed all of their man-made religious rules. They had their synagogues. They had the Pharisees. They had the Sadducees. They had the scribes. But all of that religious activity was just fig leaves. They had the appearance of fruit. There should be fruit here. They had the scriptures. God gave them their wor- his word. He entered into a covenant with them. He sent his prophets to them. They should have fruit. But there was no fruit. Only leaves. And this reminds me of what Jesus said to the church of Sardis in Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. Revelation 3, 1. Listen to what Jesus said to the church of Sardis. He said, I know your works. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. The church in Sardis had a reputation for being alive, but they were actually dead. They were dead and they didn't know they were dead. They were dead and they thought that they were alive. They had a form of godliness. 
That church had a reputation in the community for being alive, an alive church, but it was actually spiritually dead. A visitor to the church of Sardis would see all the different activities going on in that church and think, wow, this church is really alive. Look at everything going on here. Look at all the options we have. Look at all the the, the different things happening here. Activity doesn't equal spiritual life. Activity does not equal spiritual life. The, The church in Sardis had a reputation for being alive, but it was actually a dead church, just as the nation of Israel had leaves but no fruit. Jesus hungered for fruit. He was looking for fruit to satisfy him, but he found none. He found only leaves when he came to Israel. Turn with me over to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13. And here in Luke chapter 13, Jesus tells a parable about a fig tree. And again, this is about the nation of Israel. Luke chapter 13, Luke chapter 13, beginning in verse 6. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. That certain man would be God. The fig tree is Israel that he planted in the promised land. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it. And found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down. And interestingly, a fig tree in the Middle East typically bears fruit in the first or second year after planting. The owner of this vineyard sought to find fruit on this tree for three years, and he found none. It's a picture, of course, of Jesus Christ. The public ministry of Jesus Christ lasted for three years. For three years, Jesus sought fruit among the nation of Israel, the fruit of belief, the fruit of faith. You know, the Jewish people claimed to be waiting for their their Messiah, but they didn't receive him when he came to them. John's gospel said he, he came unto his own and his own received him not. Instead, Israel rejected him as their Messiah, handed Jesus over to the Romans to be crucified. So after three years of no fruit, the owner of the vineyard says, cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? It's just taking up space and nutrients and my garden. So cut it down. There's no fruit. Do you remember what John the Baptist said to the religious leaders that came out to investigate his ministry at the Jordan River, Matthew chapter 3, when John saw the many Pharisees and Sadducees that came to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits worthy of repentance. God's looking for fruit. Not leaves. John goes on to say to them, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. We don't need to repent. We're the children of Abraham. 
And then he goes on to say, For I say unto you, God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also, this is John the Baptist speaking, before Jesus' ministry even began. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. John the Baptist warned the religious leaders of Judaism that God is looking for fruit from them, not leaves, and that the axe is at the root of the tree ready to cut it down. And Jesus uses the same imagery here in this parable, cut it down, because it's not bearing fruit. But look what it says. The keeper of the vineyard said, let's give it a little bit more time. Let me me dig around it and, and fertilize it and see if I can get it to produce fruit before we cut it down. If it can't bear fruit, then okay, we'll cut it down. Now, after Jesus ascended back to heaven, he poured out his Holy Spirit on the disciples and sent them to be witnesses. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And where did Jesus send his disciples to be witnesses? Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. They began at Jerusalem. And then went to Judea and Samaria. The disciples in the book of Acts, they preached the gospel message of Jesus Christ to Israel. That was the keeper of the vineyard digging around the fig tree and fertilizing it. Making one more attempt to make the fig tree fruitful. But Israel continued to reject Jesus as their Messiah. They didn't bear fruit, only fig leaves. They continued on with their religious activity. So what happened? 70 AD, 70 AD, the fig tree is cut down. Or as it says in Matthew chapter 21, if you want to turn back there, the fig tree withered away. Israel was uprooted from their land as a nation by the Romans. And, and since that time, since 70 AD, There has been no temple, no sacrifices made for sin, no offerings, no priesthood. It's all gone. The tree has withered away. There's not even leaves on the tree anymore. You know, Jesus also comes to each of us looking for fruit. He hungers for fruit in our lives that will satisfy him. In John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. He has appointed us to bear fruit, lasting fruit to God. And so let me ask you a question. Does Jesus find fruit in your life or leaves? Does he find fruit Or leaves? Figs or fig leaves? You know, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they sewed fig leaves together to cover their nakedness. And some people attempt to cover their nakedness or cover their sinfulness by sewing fig leaves together. That is by outward religious activities or good deeds or getting involved in different things they think will hide their sinfulness from others. Even some Christians do this. They think, you know, I can cover and hide my sinfulness and my failures by my busyness and by my works, by getting super involved in religious things. Adam came to the fig tree for leaves. Jesus came to the fig tree for fruit. 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.